Welcome to Deep Drinks Podcast, where the drinks are deep and the conversations are deeper. Welcome everyone to Deep Drinks Podcast, where the drinks are deep and the conversations are deeper. Tonight we have a fun episode. We have a good friend of mine, or a new friend of mine I should say, but we've been getting on like a house on fire. Um called The Skeptic. So this is going to be a really good one. Before we jump into it, I want to make a couple of quick announcements because we have something happening tomorrow night, which is a bit special. So tomorrow night um, on Deep Drinks, we two episodes of Deep Drinks in one week. I know this is some sort of utopia. We have, um, we have I'm interviewing Anastasia Paraskevova, uh, who is currently living in Kiev in Ukraine. Um, she's been um, helping and volunteering there, and we're going to be raising money for her to keep doing what she's doing. Uh, she is on the front lines of the war. Uh, she literally, um, like her, her father, unfortunately passed away from a Rus- Russian missile uh, on the balcony uh, of his home. Um, a tragic story, uh, and she's been interviewed um, by news organizations, and she's appeared on CNN, or been, CNN has reported on her. So we're going to try to do everything we can to try and raise money to help her um, continue the volunteer work that she's doing. So with all that said, um, I'd like to welcome um, our guest. Uh, so Skeptic is a badass British skeptic with a knack for creating very entertaining content. Skeptic wasn't always a skeptic, and was once training to be a medium. Skeptic, Skeptic's goals is to make atheism uh, and skepticism more accessible for a wider audience and has been killing it, um, killing that mission with his YouTube channel growing to over two, 22,000 subscribers. So welcome, my friend, the Skeptic. Peace. See you later. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Thank you for coming on, man. It's just, Thanks for uh, having me. Like we've been chatting back and forth a little bit, but it's um it's good to actually sit down with you and have a beer and uh and uh and, and yeah, learn about your journey because it's, right. uh, it's a wild one. I'm not I'm gonna I'm not gonna lie because it's so early in the morning for me. I do have so I said, look, I drink Peroni, but it's still got the lid on because it's 15 minutes past eight quarter past eight so i'm drinking tea yeah. <laughs> i'm drinking a maybe tea like that's all right that's awesome as long as you got it there in case you yeah, need it that's the, exactly. that's the whole point yeah i might pretend to drink it every now and then just so you've got like a screenshot for something I don't know. yeah just like, you never yeah. know yeah you never know for sure <laughs> uh so um yeah so uh hello ala jr um it's good to see you here um hello mr bootleg it's um so I have watched a couple of your videos, like uh-huh. a couple of your interviews. I've been watching your channel like crazy. Right. But, um, but I, I have to know, like how, like tell, give us, give us a, give us a rundown of your journey. Like okay. how did, how do you go from <laughs> studying to be a medium? Yeah. Uh, sorry. How did you even get to there first? Like let's, let's start okay. from the beginning. Okay. Hit, the hit beginning. Us. It's 1983, uh, the 8th of May and John is born. <laughs> Um, yeah. So I was born, uh, I was born into a, I was baptized as a Christian um, because back in the 80s, regardless of religious belief, kids were in the UK at least baptized into a church because that was just the thing to do. Never went to church um, other than with school because that's what schools did. So I, I, did, I wasn't ever really brought up with any real religious belief. Uh, however, 
my grandmother uh, on my mother's side was, well, she claimed to be a spiritualist medium. So I was surrounded by mediums. Um, she had crystal balls everywhere and she believed she could talk to dead people. And all she would talk about was um, you know, afterlife and speaking to the dead and all this. And my mother uh, kind of pushed me a little bit into doing that kind of thing, you know, learning to speak to dead people. And I, when I was a kid, I would think that I could hear children playing outside my bedroom at midnight, which obviously wasn't happening. Um, and or if, uh, it, if it was, if you were hearing that, it was more likely that there were children rather than. Oh than yeah. Yes. Or I was hallucinating because I was in a dreamlike state at midnight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, those sorts of things. But, um, and there was one time that I freaked out uh, I was at my grandmother's house where it's there's all this energy where she believes she's uh, she can talk to dead people. So it's on everybody's mind that there are dead people around. So one day at my grand's house, I saw a person walk through my sister's bedroom door. I say oh. through because the door was closed. He walked through right. the door or at least that's what I believe. But again, it was in the middle of the night and uh i i was maybe sleepwalking or you know getting up and in, in a kind of hazy state um and now i would just put it down to that uh and the fact that you're surrounded by people who go well we believe in dead people and lots of spirits they just go well that's obviously what you saw john you know mm. or at that time jonathan because i'm you know john short for jonathan they didn't call me john. <laughs> it took a long time to get them to start calling me that anyway um so I was surrounded by people who believed they could speak to dead people. And my gran always said to me, you know, you've got the gift. You've got the gift, little Jonathan. You can do this. And my mother was so annoyed because she wanted to be able to do it. But my gran kept telling her, well, it skips a generation. Switch. Oh, yeah. So that apparently, yeah. Some logically consistent. Exactly. So it skips yeah. a generation. So you don't have it, daughter, but your son does. Um, and I was the favorite grandchild out of 15. Um, even though my mother's the youngest of all of my grandkids, I, I don't know how that worked out, but so my grand, I think because she saw something in me that she, I became the favorite grandchild and she'd like tell me about all these, how to speak to dead people. Anyway, years go past lots of years. Um, I probably started really looking into becoming a medium when I was in my 20s. Because when you're a teenager, all you can think about is girls. And well, yeah, exactly. if you're a, a cis-het fella, um, you yeah. think about girls yeah. and boobs because you're teenagers and that's what you do. Um, so I wasn't really concentrating on that, the whole speaking to dead people. But then, uh, I don't know if you had it over there, um, but in the UK, we had a show called Most Haunted. Uh I, I don't think I've seen, well, I'm sure I've seen something like that. Okay. Like, it's so yeah. ghost hunting, but they yeah, televise yeah. it and they do live events and try and catch things on camera. You know, yeah. it's it's the early 2000s and they're using yeah. technology. It's a going, fun time. Yeah, it was. And that's what reignited my love for the paranormal. I was like, okay, mm. this is time I really start thinking seriously about becoming a medium. So I started buying books and looking online, even though at that time the internet was still like becoming a really big thing. I mean, I know it was around in the 90s, but it was 
it was the 2000s where the internet really went, oh, we've got a website for absolutely everything. So I was like, <laughs> yeah. okay, well, I'm going to search how to become a paranormal activist or, you know, not activist, but... Um, learn how, how to become to... a paranormal activist.com. Yeah, there's probably or... <laughs> something like that, maybe. If not, I'm going to buy it after this. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I started searching. I was also very outspoken in my early 20s about the lack of belief in a God. Because you don't have to right. believe in a deity to be a spiritualist. All you believe yeah. in is the afterlife. So right. I had the position like, well, I believe that something happens to you after you die, but I don't believe in an over, like a, an overlord or a being that looks after everything. I think you die and your spirit lives on and you get to go and annoy people and push things around, you know? And here I am, I'm a ghost. Here's a little pencil moving, you know? So what would happen if, like, I, if, if, you know, Christian Dave, Captain Christian came and came to you and said, um, how do you explain the universe? Where do we come from? What would happen? What would, what right. would be your answer in that, I, at that time? I would have gone down the, the, the big bang, big bounce. Route. Oh, okay. At the time, it was mostly because big bounce is like a fairly new concept. Uh, as, mm. from what I'm aware. Um, well, I, I don't think it was, but well, it was probably getting popular. In yeah, the, you, you know like, what I mean. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it's it's becoming big in society. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, those early 2000s when the Big Bang yeah. was Oh, there. it's it not hot. the Big Bang. It's the Big Bang. Got it. Um, yeah, but anyway, it was so, so I, hot back then. Right, yeah. right. But so I, I, was, I would go, well, duh. Obviously, science can explain that. It just can't explain what happens after you die. Um, and I, I, that mentality was with me for ages. And I'd have friends who were full-on skeptics going, well, how can you not believe in this, but you believe in this? And I was like, well, <laughs> duh, I've got the gift, Yeah, obviously. Um, yeah. So I, I was like, I've seen this show. There are mediums that go on TV. I, I've always wanted to be an actor. So I was like, oh, I can combine the two. So that was my like drive. I could become a TV medium and go and prove that ghosts are real. And the more I researched and was like, ah, how do I get to do this? And trying things out, nothing was working. And there was one day uh, that was the turning point for me. Um, I am a runner. I like to run. And uh, I've been training for my first, it was, uh, maybe it was my second. No, it was my first, 10K. <laughs> it's not a very big distance. Now I breeze that. But I was like, mm. I'm going to train and do a 10K. Uh, and all of my friends were joining in and we all um, trained together and we spend evenings running as fast and as far as we could. Um, and a friend of mine, uh, his name's Russ. And he uh, is a very, or was a very, very unhealthy man. Smoking all the time, drinking all the time. Um, eating unhealthy stuff up late every night. He was, he was very overweight and he started running and lost all of this weight and he looked incredible. Uh, I mean, he looked incredible before, but you know, he looked no, slim. No, no, you you know what I mean? Because I, I don't have a yeah, body, yeah, yeah. but you know. Um, and we all did this race um, and where I'm, I'm six foot two, got long legs and I can bomb, I go fast. I finish the race and about 30 minutes later, Russell comes running down and about a hundred meters from the end falls over. And we're like, oh, that, that's a bit weird. So everybody runs up to check on him. Um, it's not moving, not responding. And um, the St. John's ambulance, do you have those fellas over? Maybe uh, that we, Commonwealth we, thing or you know, Red Cross. I don't, I, not Red yeah, Cross. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. the health people that, that, yeah. that are on events like that. 
um, put a heart rate monitor on his finger and like, there's no heart rate. What are we can do? So they start doing CPR. He died. He died Fuck. there and then. Holy shit. Um, and I'm like, oh, I'm, I've got the gift. I can I, let, I'm going to look for him. I'm going to, I'm going to just search around and just see, like, I'll tell Russ to go back in his body and it'll be okay. And I'm looking around and everybody's panicking oh, and like pumping on his chest. Um, uh, a friend of mine um, is a police officer, but he's also medic trained. So he pushed these people out of the way because they weren't doing it right. And he starts taking over and um, giving Russ CPR. Uh, and he's yeah. there for like seven minutes and just nothing's happening. Um, the ambulance crew turn up and take Russ away. And I'm the whole time I'm looking for Russ. I'm like, well, you know me. You can come out and I'll help you and I'll get you back in your body and all this. And it'll, it'll be okay. Didn't see him. And that was the point where I went, there's something not right here. Fortunately, mm. Russ is alive today. They got him oh, resuscitated. I just wanted to leave oh you with God. that. I was like, I just wanted oh, to God. see your face. <laughs> that was terrible. God. Next, <laughs> next week on Deep Drinks, Russ. <laughs> yeah, he's come back from the dead. <laughs> he's come back. Um, anyway, so Russ is fine. I mean, he's Russ and he had a, he was dead for like 11. Maybe it wasn't 11 minutes, but it was almost 11 minutes or something. Technically Jeez. dead. Um, but they resuscitated him and he was in a coma for two or three weeks um, as like he was coming back. Um, but that was the moment that I went, there's something fishy about all this. Hmm. Uh, and it took something big like that for me to realize. And at that time, well, I'm in my... Just, just quickly, did Russ have like a heart attack or what happened? Yeah, yeah, that's Russ? exactly what happened. He had a heart attack. Yeah. Um, so and... It was like sudden cardiac arrest or something. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. exactly what happened. Um, we call him now... Um, the, the Berkshire Jesus, because that's where I'm from uh, in the UK, uh, because he came back from the dead. And I've spoken to him plenty of times and said, you know, what happened? Did, did you see anything? He's like, no, it just went dark. And then I woke up in a hospital. Yeah. So there because was a his soul hadn't left his body yet, John. That's probably that's why I didn't see him. Oh, <laughs> and I'm a believer again. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, that explains yeah. everything. But um, yeah. yeah so I, it was at that moment. So after doing the research and going, no, there's something not something isn't quite right. That was the moment that I said no more to uh, any supernatural belief. I had I'd been a, a, an atheist almost all of my life, but it was at that moment that I was like, I'm not going to be spiritual either because it's just a load of BS. Um, yeah, right. So, but it took a big a big thing to finally push me over and go, oh, okay, this is a load of rubbish. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. Wow. So, so were you researching like the skepticism before that or was it like, yeah, uh, not skepticism as such. Um, I, I never really, uh, went down the skeptic route until probably like maybe 10 years ago. Um, not, no, it'd be less than that. Seven years ago, I started going down, like, how do you explain away all of this? Not explain away, but like, what are the, what are the alternatives to, Mm, to magic belief. yeah 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 to, yeah to the supernatural um yeah. and that's when i discovered the um the aca and started watching um i started really binge watching um mm. uh atheist experience and yeah going oh these are really good arguments and i'd have conversations on, uh, on social media with people who were friends and i would say something there was a uh, a video from chris pratt uh was it kids kids choice awards or there was something like that and he uh he got an award but he thanked god for the award and i posted the clip it's just saying how 
utterly disappointed I was that Chris Pratt, who's in a privileged position, is spouting off that there's a God and people will go, oh, well, if Chris Pratt believes, I should probably believe too. You know, and mm-hmm. I was so peed off with that. Um, and friends of mine were coming on and arguing for the existence of a God through that video. And I was going, this this isn't, there's something not right here. Maybe maybe more people should speak yeah. out against um you know god belief and and say why it's it's not the best thing in the world so uh, that was the moment that i got spurred on and that was like seven or eight years ago Um, yeah so it's actually funny that you mentioned that like last week i had uh or two weeks ago i had my wife on we spoke about an ivf journey and uh, we had a friend invite us to a church because they had a prophecy that someone someone's um, family member had endometriosis and needed to get uh, need to get prayer and they were going to get healed and have a baby. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we were, we were told about this information because they thought it was, um, Amy. Um, and, and I, there was really, it was actually really conflicting only because it brought me back into that old mindset. But what really set me free from that mindset is I realized that, that if was, if that was the case, if God was going to show up or, or, you know, something was going to happen that next weekend, if we went to church to get prayer from this prof- prophet that was coming, mm-hmm. um, I, I didn't want it. I, I right. want God to use his power to save that little girl from being raped, to save uh-huh. that little boy from being beaten by his dad, right. to save that starving mother, to save like anything else. Like if, he, if he's got the power to do anything in the world, it's fine. We can go through the medical system. We can save up money. We can right. pay for IVF. Like how dare, like it, it, it's, it's, it paints God. I, I'm not saying God's a monster, but that mm-hmm. the 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 idea oh. that Chris Pratt is like, you know, thank thanking God for his award. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa! God's given you awards, but he's not dealing with these starving children. Right. Like you're, that. you're making God out to be a monster, mm-hmm. a monster, like disgusting yeah. monster. And like, and that, that's that's what that's what Chris Pratt is saying, and he believes mm-hmm. in God. You know, mm-hmm. what I mean? but it's like that's the logical consequences of his belief. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's yeah, it's 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 harsh, but it's yeah. um, but it's true. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm I've lost my train of thought now. <laughs> oh well, what I well I, I I do have some like little notes um because yeah. of listening to stuff, but I want to just hop back into um because I want to talk about I want to eventually get to the angry atheist edge lord days right because yeah like, I've been there we all go there but first can we talk a little bit more about um like you know going to medium readings and oh, conventions and stuff? that's hilarious yeah okay. it's so funny <laughs> and I've only done it probably four times in my entire yeah. life however one of those times was in a big massive arena that had thousands and thousands of people there listening to one guy talk um right there there and, and, and that's and that's just the people imagine how many spirits are there as well oh i know <laughs> right just, you, well you had to buy an extra seat you had to buy two seats you, one for you and one for your spirit person to come and join you you didn't <laughs> that would have been hilarious um <laughs> I, actually there's there's got to be a market for that maybe i'll become there's a medium be, like and, like uh like you get like a you get like a more anointed seat or something that gives mm-hmm. the spirits like yeah there, there's a way there'd be a way to do it yeah yeah Wow. Um, so I've, I've been to some, some very strange, uh, church meetings cause it's kind of a church, but, and actually one of the very first ones I, I remember going to was in a church for a different, for like a religion, 
but it uh. wasn't talking about it was like we're gonna talk about dead people today was it Don't like talk... a was it like a uh, were they like hiring out a hall or yeah, something yes oh, but it was okay. a church hall but they were like, I don't think, thinking about it now, and this is literally, I've just realized this, the, the people who worked at that church probably wouldn't have been happy with, like, medium no, stuff going on. Yeah. It's like devil's work. Yeah. <laughs> wow, okay. There's, there's this local, um, local like, uh, community center where I live, and anyone mm. can hire it out. Uh, right. And Hillsong, Hillsong Noosa has been hiring it out week in and week out. They've got a permanent sign there. It's right. like their little, like essentially their church, right? Um, so the Noosa uh, uh, Temple of Satan decided we're going to hire it out and do a, a seance there and stuff. And they charged everyone $6.66 to come in. And, like, <laughs> That's brilliant. And, yeah, yeah. and all this stuff. And um, and they they actually had to shut down. Um, they had to, they could, they weren't allowed the, 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 uh, after the first one, because the people who went to Hillsong were, um, causing so much trouble for the staff there. They were right. abusing them. They were like coming in and saying, this is wrong. They were doing all this like stuff to make the secular people who are running this place, you know, problems, you know? So yeah, it was a, it was a big hoo-ha. The guy's going through court now and he might be on the podcast soon. Um, oh, awesome. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. Anyway. hilarious. I love that. <laughs> um, well, so I, yeah, I've been to them. And I, have, have you ever seen any like medium stuff on TV or uh, are you aware of what yeah. goes on there? Yeah, I kind of. And I've seen that episode of South Park where, you know, like the, the yeah. That is what happens. It's exactly yeah, the greatest, like that. Yeah, it's it. So tell it for everyone who, who doesn't know what actually happened. So it's like an arena. Yeah, and... well, let's go for the small ones first. Um, it's, it's a church hall and there are four or five chairs at the front with four or five different mediums and they take it in turns to speak to dead people they must take it out of them to make all this stuff up <laughs> um so like they can't just keep going and maybe, no. and maybe that's amateur status because further on i'll t i've got another uh, story but yeah so when you're just first starting out being a medium you've got all these old people sitting at the front and they're about to say some stuff and they'll go ah, i'm getting someone who died recently and when I say recently, it's probably within the last 10 years. That's not recent, Sheila. Um, but 10, 10 years. And uh, the name begins with an M or an N. Oh, my uh, my grand Nancy died last week. Oh, yeah, that's her. That's her. She's talking to me. And it's that kind of language. Wow. And at the time when you're in it and you're going, oh, I really can't wait to, for someone to come and speak to me. Um, yeah. You, you 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 go that could be me and you make it fit and that's the thing you're, yeah. you're talking to people all these mediums are talking to people who want to hear some something about someone they love or loved hmm. um so it's it's a very easy thing to do because you're just preying on people's uh emotions essentially mm. um and that, stepping back and watching that happen is disgusting absolutely mm. disgusting but um my i remember that that particular meeting my mum got a message from someone and my gran had died many years ago my mum and my gran were very close and my mum's sitting there and this lady starts reeling off information it was it was some weird aunt that she barely knew that was coming through mm. if anybody was going to come through and speak to my mother do you not think it would be the person she was closest to do you not yeah. think it would be the my gran who you know would want to pass yeah. on a message um so uh, witnessing it at the time, I was like, that's so cool that you got a message. Why? I wonder if I'll get a message one day. Um, 
so that was the that's like the kind of small one. You just got five or four or five people sitting in front in front of like an audience of thirty or forty people, and they'll just spout out random things, and someone will go, "Oh, that could be me. Give me more information," um, and they just make it fit. Now, there's a guy, uh, a famous medium in the UK. I'm not in the UK anymore, by the way. I live in America, um, so mm. I don't know if any of this stuff goes on because I don't have access to uh, British TV anymore. Um, but uh, there was a guy called Derek Acora. And he may his name may be known over uh, in the Commonwealth um, over there. He was he was the medium that people wanted to go and see, and he was doing a British tour, um, going around to all these um, huge venues. That's him. That's Derek. He's from Liverpool. Um, and he, he's got his, his, I've got my spirit guide, Sam. Sam, tell tell me, Sam. <laughs> And he's, he'll go through Sam, his spirit guide, who will give him the information. Well, Sam's telling me this. Uh, and just Why do they all there. look like him, Kenneth Copeland? All these like big-time yeah. scammers look, look, yeah. have a certain look about them. Listen, mate, he was my hero at one point. <laughs> <laughs> so don't speak, ne- no, speak negatively <laughs> about him, please. Um, he did a tour, and he went to... Um, I'm from the south of England. Um, there's, uh, there's a big theatre called the Hexagon in Reading. Um, that I went to, and it holds thousands of people. And I went and joined and watched Derek Akora for two hours talking to dead people. And it was amazing. I loved every second of it. And at one point, he pointed up to where I was sitting and said, I've got a message for you. And I looked, and I looked at my then girlfriend, and I was like, what? And he started saying some stuff. And the bloody guy next to me goes, that's for me. Oh, I was like, come on. Derek Akura almost had a message for me. And this guy. <laughs> You're this close. I, was, I literally was touching shoulders with the guy who got a message. And um, he, uh, the guy, <laughs> Derek's saying stuff to the guy. And the guy's like, huh, no, that doesn't sound right. That doesn't sound right at all. And Derek kept going on, going on. And then somebody on the far bloody side of the, uh, the theatre went, no, that's my person. And Derek just ignores me and the guy next to me and spins around and goes, yeah, that's right. Sam's telling me it's for you. And at the time, you're going, wow, how's he doing this? Now yeah. I'm going, why the hell is he doing this? Yeah. You know, it's like it's... spiritual mirrors. It was bouncing yeah. the signal off. Yeah. One of the... Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Um, I actually, uh, just to stay on the, 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 the medium stuff, my ex-wife, um, her sister was massively into going and getting readings and there was a huge family falling out one day because i i was i probably still in my angry atheist stage at that point ah no i probably left it a long time before then but but i I, just for this one reason i'd gone back into angry mode (laughs) because i thought it was bloody ridiculous um, I had a two-hour conversation with my ex-sister-in-law about why it was ridiculous that she was paying a hundred pounds to go and see someone just to tell her what she wanted to hear. Mm. Um, that's that's mental the mentality over there. Yes, the UK isn't very religious, but there people a lot of people believe in ghosts and a lot of people believe yeah. in spirits. Um, yeah, which is exactly where I was. You know, I didn't I didn't believe in a god, but I did believe in the the afterlife for a long time um it's it's funny that you can probably trace that like because because like you know when we're when we were over in the uk but mainly when we're in edinburgh there's so many like ghost tours and Mm -hmm. stories of fairies and 
like Celtic folklore and stuff like that. I wonder right. if that's just all part of like, you know, if you grew up in Thailand, you're probably a Buddhist, right? Right. If you grew up in the UK, you're probably some sort of a Christian, but a little bit of um, paranormal stuff in there somewhere, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, that's interesting. Although I do think, um, I don't think many people are Christian in the UK anymore. I do, really do think that it's more and more uh, non-affiliated to any mm. religion. You might have some who like, like me, believe in an afterlife, but that's that's it. When it comes to an actual religion, barely anybody goes to church over there anymore, which is great. Yeah, I'm all for yeah, it. Well, I think in Australia we just had uh, I can't remember the number exactly, but Christianity has just dropped below fifty percent. Uh, wow! And in the last, I think it's uh, atheism has doubled in the last uh, ten years. So wow! Uh, yeah, so it's it's been going crazy. I think I think it has to do with the um with the twenty twenty uh twenty seventeen or eighteen census with the right. same sex marriage publicide because oh. the Christians really pissed off a lot of people with that I think like they were just they they somehow thought that other people getting married was persecution mm -hmm. on them like they thought right. somehow. Oh. Oh god! Yeah, right. And it was like I think they really. I think people who were maybe on the fence or grew up religious, they saw what the church was doing, and they were like, "This sure. is like this is ridiculous. Why can't these people just like it either made people more extreme or, or right like, jump off?" Yeah, mm. yeah. Well, and so I, I don't, I don't know if my dad uh, is religious. I know that my mother is still, I, and I haven't spoken to my mother in f nearly fifteen years, but I she was. Um, oh really? Very. Yeah. There's. I mean, I I, I don't Drama. know. Yeah, lots of drama. My mother was a serial adulterer, um, and so I just decided oh, okay. to step away from that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hopefully she sees this and realizes just how messed up she is. Uh, <laughs> I don't think she will. Um, and um, so, yeah, I, um, she probably is still a, a, a massive believer um, mm. in, in the spiritual world. And I think my dad is to some degree. Um, he doesn't go to church. He's I don't think he's ever been to church, but he was uh, a military man. So there was always that slight affiliation with some God because of the queen and, and whatnot. No, no longer love yeah. us all. Um, yeah. Yeah. Right. So how, so you had that moment with Russ where yes. you, you thought something was going up here, but how did you go from that to like, that was a moment for you, but how did you, eventually go i don't believe in the supernatural or the paranormal anymore um th well that was the moment where i went ah, this is just ridiculous i if yeah. anybody was going to have seen russ it would have been me because we're, we're friends and, yeah. and i've got the gift um that's when i really went deep into um the aca and and youtube um i've been a youtuber for i started a youtube channel back in 2011 um, mm. And I did a daily vlog uh, because everyone was doing it back then. And I got like, mm. um, at the time, like 7,000 subscribers. So I was on YouTube. I was doing stuff on yeah. YouTube. Um, and so I would like just watch videos on atheism because I uh, I wanted to get as much info in as possible because I was having more conversations with people at that point about God. Um, I worked in a, I've, I've worked in a media company um, and half of the people half of the people three of the people there um were religious and mm -hmm. it would come up in conversation and i'm my brains aren't very good i am not the smartest person so i really panic if conversations come up um 
where I have to have like facts and things to 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 say. Mm. Well, I don't believe that because this, and I didn't really know exactly why I didn't believe. So that's why I started deep uh, deep diving into content to go okay this argument makes sense to me and i could probably articulate that in this way so um it was it was around probably two years after russ and i'm trying to i'm trying to remember exactly what year that was maybe it was like 2012 or 2013 it was ah it was 2014 when um i really started diving into it because um, I lost loads of, I was like 220 pounds. I don't know what that is in kilos. I'm in America now. So uh, 220 pounds, but I lo- I went down to um, 185 pounds through running. Um, so I know that it was around 2013 because I was playing Danny in Greece. And so I wanted to lose all the weight for it. Um, so, and then the following year was when Russ passed away. So 2014, I'm consuming, like watching ACA videos mm. um, and like trying to get good arguments and learn about how to refute it. And that's when, you know, when the, the Dunning-Kruger uh, effect, when you like, you get your first yeah, yeah. peak and I'm like, oh, I know everything now. <laughs> I start yeah. going and talking to people and they start giving me more rebuttals and I'm going, oh, wait a minute. No, I don't, I don't know that. Um, okay. I'm going to have to go and do some more research. Uh, and then I yeah. found myself going back down, but feeling more confident eventually uh, in the little yeah. loop of the Dunning. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you, you know what I mean. We all do it. Um, do you ever watch? Do you ever watch that four and a half hour um, uh, mashup of Matt Dillahunty, like the best of Matt Dillahunty? No, like I should. Hour. I should. Oh, I watched it like back in the day, like in my Edge Lord Atheist days. I call them. I just watched that like over right. and over again. Right. Uh, I would just be playing like starcraft 2 and i'll be drinking some whiskey and listening to that in the background. It's great, yeah. nice well yeah. so um with running running is great because you get to listen to stuff whilst you're running mm. uh, and i would put on a podcast um mm. whilst running because i'd go out for like an hour at a time just to go and blow off some cobwebs uh, and i put on old episodes of um the atheist experience that i hadn't heard and i'd be running along and somebody would call and they'd say something and i'd go I'd, I'd shout the answer out whilst running because I've got my headphones in. People probably thought I was mad because I'd just be <laughs> shouting some like answer to an argument. And then Matt yeah. Dillahunty would say something Appeal very similar. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. And, and Matt H- Dillahunty would say essentially what I said, just in a more articulate way. And I'd just stop mm. and go, I just got that right. I just yeah. said it like Matt Dillahunty. And I just started feeling more and more confident um, mm. with, with how to speak to people. Um, and it's all come around because now you've been on the ACA. You've been on one of their shows, right? I've been on Truth Wanted twice. Um, yeah, and I'm actually wow. going on again on the 4th of November. Um, that's so the cool. Next one. Um, so, yeah, that's that's exciting times that I'm getting sort of pulled back in. But so uh, 2014 was when I started deep diving in, but I didn't actually start making content on this uh, until last year. So um, March 2021 was my first atheist inspired video um and and lack of belief video and i think actually maybe it was a flat earth one uh, i can't remember i did eight videos that i um she was my fiance at the time but my now wife um i was talking to her saying i really want to get back into youtube when i come over because i'm not going to be allowed to work when i get to america so i'm gonna to have to do something yeah. that's gonna take up a lot of time my old channel i tried to revitalize and give it some new life but nothing was working i had seven thousand subscribers but i was getting maybe a hundred views a video so it was like well mm. that something's not working here and i really studied the analytics of youtube and how to make videos work and all this 
um, and I kept applying it to my channel and it just wasn't doing anything. So I said to, to my now wife, I'm going to start a new channel. It's going to be about this. She's fortunately, yes, she's a, a Kentuckian, but she um, is a non-believer. So it didn't, she's like, yeah, go for it. Give it a go. See what happens. Um, and so I wrote eight videos, wrote, recorded, edited eight videos, and then set them up for an eight week release. Um, so a weekly release over eight weeks. And um, my first video got like three views. And I was like, wow, I haven't pushed this anywhere. That's amazing. And then I, the next one got like 20 views and then it just kept going and going. It's like, oh, people like the God stuff more than they like the flat earth stuff. So I'll stick with that. And it was it was a test at that time. And so I started really looking into what people like to watch as non-believers uh, in a deity. And I started making content on that. And I mean, then it just started going crazy uh, after mm. it took nine months um, to get my first 1000 subscribers. But then it just went. Um, yeah. It, it, and your, your, your content, like when I, so I've been on YouTube for, uh, I don't know, like I, I started a few little channels here and there. I had a, yeah. A, a game development channel where I'd make, you know, I'd show people how to make indie games, and I, I got like seven thousand subscribers with that, which was cool. Right. But, but, um, but I wanted to join the conversation, mm -hmm. uh, and I've been like making videos for, for like around skepticism stuff, and I've been making videos for like, I don't know when. I think it might be coming up to two years now. Right. Um, I got nowhere near you, and I was not even a, a thousand yet. However, um, when I went and watched your content, I was like. Oh, I get it. Be entertaining, <laughs> like so, like, like. Oh, your content, your content is like, like I, I tend to have this problem. Of, I notice where I want to show people behind the curtain all the time, into my thought sure. process, into like everything. Right? It's all. I go, I'm, I'm almost. It's, it's, it's almost like an exchange with the viewer. Right. Where I notice with you, you're presenting something. You're showing yeah. the world. You're like, this is some your your it's like well i'm putting on a show and i really learned yeah. a lot from uh your content just um, oh cool i haven't implemented it yet but right. I've, uh, <laughs> but I've been looking going, wow, that's really it's, cool yeah yeah there's there's two kind of uh, there's three audiences on youtube that i've that i've found there's the people who like to watch a show uh ah nick's here um the, the people who like to watch content people who like to watch short form content and people who like to sit and just listen to people talk, which that they're the live video audience, but then mm. the, the people who want to watch a show and just want to click on a video and, and have something to watch are the ones that I'm aiming for um, yeah. because they're the ones that will consume content. Um, mm. But if you've got someone who watches a live video um, live videos are great because you get to really know a person, but yeah. you, you've, it's live videos are never 20 minutes. Live videos are always an hour, an hour and a half, maybe two hours. And it's a lot to commit to. So you're not going to watch three or four live videos one after the other. Um, There's, whereas I'll just show I'll just share my screen just to, to show, yeah. and this is not interesting interesting to anyone. But if you look at <laughs> look at my content. It's like you know, uh, let's just go to videos. I've got like a hundred videos, but it's like you know, spicy content, short content, uh, yeah. a clip from Deep Drinks. Uh, then there's like a long ass debate somewhere in here, like a two, yeah. two and a half hour debate with Muslims. Like it's just all the branding is confused. Uh, right, it's like no one knows what they're going to get. So right. I know the problems are there. I just haven't change them yet. <laughs> yeah no and but you can 
you don't have to be because I don't feel like I'm that entertaining. I just like putting out content and I'm I try and stick to like a format. Um mm. and that's what YouTube likes. It just wants consistency. So put mm. out a video the same time every week or every two days or however often you do it and put out the same kind of content whenever you put those that content out. So you do a live, but do a live on a set day every week. Do um a short on the same day every week. Do uh, a, an edited video on the same day every week. Give pe- give YouTube the same stuff each time to push out to its audience. Because if you're constantly jumping around, it doesn't know what audience to send your stuff to. Because mm. if you're posting um, every Friday, you do uh, a, an edited video. But then on the following, uh, like uh, three Fridays down the line, you go, oh, I'm going to do a lie this time. Because it's a different type of video, YouTube's going to go, ah, oh, that's not the video that your audience usually likes, so I don't know what to do with this, and it will just freeze. Yeah. Um, and I've, that's and all yeah, I've learned. That's what I, I actually pushed Deep Drinks to its own channel because of that, because mm-hmm. the branding was confused. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, and it's, it's doing a lot better. And in fact, um, yeah. for those who don't know, um, you see a little bar down the bottom. Uh, when we get to a thousand subscribers, I'm going to do like a long ass charity stream, uh, and oh, we're going to be raising money to to give to some charity. So um, that's going to be really cool. And we've actually got like let me show everyone. Um, so we I went on I went on to Nuria Khan Holy Humanist uh, channel the other day. Mm-hmm. So we went from this to this so we actually went up like oh wow a good amount of subscribers to a, a good amount of the gold towards the uh oh nice the, um the yeah gold so yeah it's um it's pretty it's pretty pretty happy with that and uh it's gonna be awesome when we actually finally get there uh, yeah so I can, then i can start monetizing and people can send in super chats and stuff but um well and you know a cool little community um tom, you, i saw that you had tom uh tom jump on your mm. um stuff and that's how he makes a living is is doing live mm. streams uh yeah. i met him um at the uh atheist convention american atheist convention down in oh, yeah. uh, georgia uh atlanta georgia um back in uh march april march or april this year so he's a really nice guy he's cool yeah like yeah, yeah he's cool cool dude um we we had like a good discussion on um, morals and we both right. like we disagree with each other uh-huh. uh, he's way more educated than i am but it's um it was it was an interesting conversation yeah um but back on your Sorry, journey yes. um <laughs> No, no, I, I took us off. off, off uh, I jump all over there. the place as well. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's so why I script right. all my videos. <laughs> um, so becoming an atheist. So, yeah. um, so, so we. I, I know that you mentioned like earlier that, well, well, on another stream that you were christened growing up. So, yeah. yeah so, we, did you ever have a belief in God, or is it, you, or did you never really have a belief? I never really. I mean, we were taught about it at school. I was always like, that doesn't sound right to me. Um, there were times uh, in hardship that I would, and I say hardship, when what, what's a hardship when you're 12 years old? And yeah, I know what you mean. I'm going to get that football one day. I don't know. Um, but so I would, I have in the past clasped my hands together and said things out loud, but to myself to try and get some kind of answers. Was I praying mm-hmm. to a God? I don't know. I I kind of believed in more of a, a the afterlife and spirits and whatnot. So maybe I was like appealing to some ghosts. Uh, when my grand passed away, I spoke to her a lot, but when I was by myself to try and get yeah. some kind of answers, never heard anything. So yeah, I I don't think I ever really believed in a god as such, but I believe that there was something there. But I I think it was more down the spirit route. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Is there um 
<laughs> Sorry. Uh, Dr. Josh has jumped in here. Um, oh, I haven't no. read this, but we know. I know it's going to be. Um, He's so handsome as well. I met him oh, I know. in June. Oh. <sighs> um, I have to be honest with you at Deep Drinks Podcast. Neither <laughs> of you atheists can be taken seriously. You can't ground your ultimate instantiation of the necessary preconditions providing for, for logic. <laughs> he jumps in every stream and says that same thing almost every time it's amazing i well I do you it. know what it's my wife's my, my wife's birthday's coming up and i promised her that i'd buy dr josh's book but after that it's not happening oh wow jeez there you go how you do you should, feel um, now josh you should get dr josh to sign it uh and he, write well, sassy yeah that's book, true told me i was a bitch so that was great <laughs> that sounds legitimate okay got it. <laughs> i was like yes and megan <laughs> signed megan as well and said um you're you not you're not bad for a kiwi which is insulting <laughs> i know the most insulting thing i've ever heard because i'm not a kiwi no and i thought she actually made a mistake but she's like i know but she was just doing this like That's 8d funny. chess troll thing it was amazing you um, know i'm caught a kiwi Oh, my condolences. I know. That's, that's exactly what happens every time I tell someone from Australia. From Australia. Uh, yeah, New I'm Zealand is, um, is Australia's Canada. Yeah, you know, right. Like it's got all the beautiful mountains and it's like, you know. Yeah, yeah. They talk yeah. a little funny. like Yeah, right. Yeah. Fashion chaps. Yeah. Yeah, that's all they Yeah, that's all they yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> but so, Cosmic um, Kyle. Oh, Cosmic Kyle's Cosmic here. Kyle's here. It's great to see. Like Everyone's been waking up on the, in, the, in America, which is Yeah, cool. right. But I mean, it's nine o'clock Eastern now, so come on. Where, where have you yeah. been? Get up, peeps. Notice how the atheist dodged um, by obfuscating the prevaricating on my clear yeah. and circumspect so, question. Don't use words it's... like that with a big dum dum. Sorry, <laughs> I can't even pronounce them. There you go. So, um, I want to I want to start a segment called "Why the Paranormal is Bullshit." Okay. Why the paranormal is BS, and yeah. I, I want you to tell me why. Like, let's say. Okay. Yeah. Why is the paranormal? BS. Or did you find, okay, let's start with this. Did you find, have you, I'm sure there is, but have you found any stories that you can't explain? I haven't. Um, people have stories that they can't explain. <laughs> um, I, so now I live in America and I live in Bible Belt America, but here they also really believe in ghosts, which is bizarre to me because from what I understand in the Bible, that's all yeah. and, and i don't understand the bible because i've ne i was never religious so i don't really understand mm. what it says in there but um yeah. my wife does and she says things to me and i'm like oh that's really interesting and then i forget because my brain um mm. but so i like ghosts and stuff that's not a good thing really in the bible right that's well it's not like it, it has it has like in um things in the bible where it's like it says like you know um it's it's an abomination to talk to the dead or try, or try okay. to talk to the dead. Yeah. Sure. But it's so, like so some people Christians go, well, so there must be a way to talk to the dead. Oh, uh, okay. Saying that, yeah. So but I don't know. Like it's like the ghost thing doesn't make any sense in the no. whole cosmology of Christianity to me. Exactly. And so like people getting excited that there are ghosts in a building when they're also very devoutly religious it kind of there's it doesn't quite sit right with me but anyway uh i work in a theater um part-time in in the town that i'm in and it's apparently haunted um okay. i say apparently because i've never witnessed anything and i i let's just go back a little bit i used to be absolutely terrified of the dark because i believed that there were people 
in the dark waiting <laughs> yeah. to jump out at me. Um, Ted Bundy's just in the corner watching you and yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, was... yeah, probably is touching something. <laughs> Not made of words, yeah. um, but uh, so. I, I hear stories all the time about this theatre and how there's a lady called Loretta who walks around. And um, there was one guy and he said, I was in the theatre by myself and uh, I was under the stage. We have the green room under, under the stage. And he said, and I could hear someone walking across the stage. And I went upstairs, no one there. The doors are locked, there's no one there. And I go back down and I hear it again. Tap, 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 tap go back up and I start shouting at whoever's there to stop because it's getting on my nerves. Um, and he said, and I, uh, it happened three times. I went up there. There's nobody in the theater. How do you explain that? I mean, it is a very old building and wood does warp under certain temperatures and it does creak. And I've walked up the steps in that theater. And then about two seconds after I'm at the top of some steps, the steps start sounding like someone's walking up them. But that's just the wood repositioning itself, getting back to where it naturally sits. You can you can explain the way things. Or it's like, why did you land on ghosts and not, you know, yeah. um, teleporting Obama, who actually is right. like a cyborg who can teleport and walk around stages? Like, why is one more believable than the other? Sure. Like you can fit in. Why wasn't definition. it? Why wasn't it a flea wearing some Timberland boots jumping? <laughs> <laughs> and that's what you heard. You know, there's so uh, many possibilities. Cosmic um, Kyle brought up a really good point. He said, um, "You know why you couldn't see a ghost? Um, it is um, if it is by definition, definition. Oh my gosh, definitionally supernatural because light particles would have to be able to interact with it, um, and they only interact oh. with nature, ironic matter. Yeah. Well, then explain away the person that walked through my sister's door. Oh, you can. Yeah. It was a, an hallucination. And I, what I love is that." When people think of hallucinations, they they go, oh, you you just see something. But there are so many different types of hallucination. It's not all mm. about um, seeing something. You can hear. There's the is it clear? Most audio? Are audible. Yeah, audible, audible hallucinations. hallucinations. There's yeah. there's um, scent hallucinations. You can smell things, and people can sometimes think they're smelling cigarette smoke when they're not. And you know, mm. um, there's. Isn't it five? Isn't like months? smelling isn't like smelling like almonds or something a sign of like yes, of, yeah, 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 stroke or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so yeah. I wonder yeah. if I wonder if there's a supernatural component to to yeah. that. Like it's 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 yeah. What well, the thing that used to always bother me is I used to go speak to a pastor about my mental health issues, and I'd be like, uh -huh. I'm having panic attacks every night, blah blah, and they'd always say stuff like, you know, I, I was having bad panic attacks, like I was vomiting in a garden most oh, nights. Oh wow. Like, like, um, but uh, it was real bad. But and they would say to me, Well, what you're going through is probably like 50% physical and 50% spiritual. And I'm like, Where's the line? <laughs> what? Like, what does that mean? And I was like, Why can a psychologist fix both? Like, yeah, <laughs> no, I don't ridiculous. know. Anyway. Oh, yeah. wow. So, um, I just I like to just sit and listen when people tell me stories now about the supernatural. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'd go, Oh, okay. And then yeah, in my so brain, you passed your edge lord atheist days. Oh yeah, by far. I just smile and nod. Yeah, yeah I go. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, really interesting. That's yeah. yeah, because uh, and yeah. I understand why people need to believe things because it makes them feel better. They don't always admit mm. that that's the reason, but I, I absolutely fine as long as it doesn't impact me in any way or my family or the people that I love. You believe what you want. However, there are some things that do affect me and my family, 
um, with your belief. So that's, you know, that's when I start speaking out. But when it, when it comes to a ghost walking across a stage, I'm like, oh, okay. That sounds really, that is, that is interesting. <laughs> I'm still, mm. I'm still a, not a believer. But, but what but, was it doing too? Yeah, right. Where was yeah. it going? What? Oh, it forgot a screwdriver on the other side of the stage that it couldn't pick up. So it went back again and went, oh, no. Oh, no, maybe I can pick it up this time and walks back over three times. I don't know. Do you guys, did, I, I doubt it was ever broadcast anywhere where you've ever lived, but have you ever seen Round the Twist? Yeah. Round oh, okay. the yeah, Twist. Yeah. yeah. I used yeah, to watch, yeah, love yeah. that as a kid. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. It's actually, we, we actually went to uh, a friend of mine and I were driving down near Melbourne and we we're like, oh, there, there's the there's the lighthouse. And we went in, we saw like, uh, you know, we went up right up to the top and stuff. It was really cool. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, it was, I love that show. I grew up on that. I, I did want to mention, um, so just to keep talking about this stuff, but there was, have you heard? Of, I'm sure you know of the James Roundy Foundation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah he yeah. offers it. Is it a million dollars for someone that can prove? Yeah, he did. Yeah. He did until 2015, did. and he's he's passed on since then. But sure. um, but it's just for people who didn't know. Uh, James Randi was a skeptic uh, and a magician. He started as a magician, and then he started noticing that people believed the stuff he was doing was supernatural. So he started like he. I think he did some stuff where he faked. He faked like a paranormal person and they like did a tour and, and all this stuff and everyone believed it. And then he, they it showed on live TV, hey, this is all fake. I'm not really a medium. Yeah. Uh, so, but he had this foundation um, or this um, challenge called the $1 million paranormal challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was offered by the Jans Randy Educational Foundation to pay $1 million US dollars to anyone who could demonstrate supernatural or paranormal abilities under agreed upon scientific testing criteria. So yeah. that's a, a big point. It wasn't just like James Randy saying, like, this is the, you, you gotta, you know, you've got to levitate above my head or something. Like, he, he, he had, like, they both had to agree on the test, and they, and many did. Mm-hmm. Um, a version of the challenge was issued in 1964. Um, over a thousand people applied to take it, but none were successful. The channel, the challenge was terminated in 2015. Mm-hmm. You can watch videos, you can see the test being performed. But remember, both James Randi and the person who said they could talk to the dead or they could, um, they were turn magnetic. pages in a book or turn pages in a book, anything. Yeah, they, they both agreed on the testing conditions. Uh, and every time, every single time they failed. Um, to me, that was that was mind blowing. Uh, and I, I wonder if you have any thoughts on, on that. Like if I was to, if you were to go back into your old, um, state of mind, what would you say to like kind of counteract that as a, someone who believed in mediums sure. and stuff? Uh, I mean, there, there is no way you can prove it. If, when you're a believer that you get to speak to dead people, it's, it is all up here and there's nothing that you can prove. Um, hmm. There's no way to demonstrate that. There's no way to win a, a million dollars by saying I can speak to dead people, unless you got you got it absolutely dead on the money. Um, if you were speaking to someone and they they get relayed information, but there's I I don't understand. I don't see how anybody could prove that. Hmm. Um, well, so, what would what would you say though if someone said, well, the supernatural and the paranormal has been tested? Oh, I see. Been- yeah, what would you say to that person who says it's been tested and they can't prove it? What would be the what, like? How does oh, the I see as a media. That? Sorry, I see. Yeah, from mm. the other side. Um, mm. I mean, you just have to go. Well, some people have the gift and some people don't. That that would be mm. the mentality. Um, mm. 
yeah i that i mean there's not there's they not... offered it to some of the biggest like biggest people ever and they mm-hmm. said stuff like um oh i'll get back to you and never did or they'll, yeah they, right um, there's there's just they... no there's nothing you could say to it there's no way mm. that, like if someone said oh well they've tested the paranormal you believe you can talk to dead people but they've tested that and there's no there's no proof that it's real you'd be like well mm. you just you just kind of got to got to believe that you can there's there so is no way think, to prove it so do you think that the people up at these top levels do you think they believe they're doing what they're doing is actually uh, true or? or do you, yeah now that's a good no. question because uh, knowing what i know i feel like they are playing the game and they know darn well that they aren't really speaking to dead people and they just they're they're fleecing people for all the money that they can it's it's right. disgusting it's absolutely disgusting um that right. i i believe that i could hear things um when i was younger i really genuinely believe that i heard people shouting for help uh at one time um i had a message from my grandmother for my mother um and i told her that my gran had, had come to me and told me this and i genuinely believed that that happened at the time but i wouldn't have any way to demonstrate it the only reason my mother accepted it was because she was in the mindset that it was real so going to someone who said this isn't real i i mean i don't know how you you'd convince them other than saying <laughs> it's only a problem when they speak back sometimes they hmm. do um <laughs> uh i don't know i don't know how you, you just at the time i would have just said well you just haven't you're just not open to it or you're not you know you, you don't believe enough that's a, what mm. a stupid thing to say mm. there's there's no way you can demonstrate any of this and i don't I, it really annoys me that people do believe it i mean mm good on them yeah, if it makes you feel happy but it's, it's a there, stupid thing to believe in there must be like some form you see i, I don't know if i think they all they're all scammers i think some of them they must believe genuinely believe bullshit yeah, yeah. like because yeah. they i just can't to me it's more to me it's having someone who believes their own you know bullshit and, and whatever mm-hmm. um and you know they make cognitive dissonance they just push it away and they just move on yeah um and they don't know understand logical thought process or anything and they just go off gut feeling and stuff and they just ignore the stuff that doesn't fit and accept things that do i think Mm. that's easier to explain than like people being that evil that they would take or that Ah. that horrible that they would like scam people for all they've got like yeah i don't know uh unless unless someone's like said to themselves like well this is just entertainment and i'm just providing entertainment maybe that's like something that they think yeah there's got to be some way of explaining it away and making it okay well there was Mm. uh, i did on uh on truth wanted a few weeks ago we um there was a guy who had a a ghost hunting app and he called in to say that he he admitted that it was all made up it's a random word generator but he makes a killing from it because people pay to have this random word generator and treat it as a ghost app and he said i make money from people who through their stupidity that's giving me idea i, I know how to build apps i can make a, I reckon you I should. Can a pretty sweet we should, should build one together oh that would be hilarious and then, and then like there's a little message like that if they actually like paid attention and read the fine print it's like this is all bullshit like yeah waste your money well yeah. but and cool. we with dan and i said to him you know do, uh do you say anywhere on the app that it's for entertainment purposes and he said yep yeah it's it says it's just purely for entertainment purposes but people don't they just skip over that 
and <laughs> pay for it anyway and treat it as though it does actually work. I downloaded a few the other week um, and just tried them out. They're they're hilarious. There's one that's called um, it's got like a tracker and it said it it scans for dead people near you. So I was like, oh great, let's try that out. And it started scanning. And it said um, 12.9 meters away. And it gave an arrow. And I was like, oh, that's that's outside. Yeah, that that fits. There's no, I mean, there's obviously no ghosts in the house. And it said, um, so 12.9 meters away. Remember that. Um, and it's it gives um like the what the, the spirit's feeling. So my phone, 12.9 meters away, could pick up the emotion of a dead person. Hilarious. <laughs> um, and um, and then through that emotion that the the ghost is feeling it generates like five random words that could make a sentence it's like okay great that first go first go 12.9 meters away let's try it again boop 9.2 meters away in the opposite direction still outside so it's still legit but i was like well surely Surely if this thing is going to scan for ghosts nearby, it's going to pick up the one that's 9.2 metres away rather than the one that's 12.9 metres away first. So well, what a load come of... into... <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe it was like 15 the... metres away when I scanned for the first one. The, a big thing, like, a big thing that I've noticed is, uh, is people who don't understand technology get, mm. like, really... Like, I have family members who got used to get angry at, at Facebook because it would say... Like, good morning. Today it's 24 degrees. I'm like, oh, how do they know that? And it's like, it's really <laughs> simple. Like, it yeah. knows your location because of like, it's not like they're not, there's not someone looking. Bill Gates isn't watching you through his camera. Like, there's like, there's, you know, or, um, you know, and, and that's fair enough. Like, you know, the people, some people just don't know tech, but there's another one. Uh, I had a friend of mine who said, um, oh, he goes, he goes to me, like, I was, I was arguing with him about the Illuminati. And he right. goes, oh, you don't think the Illuminati is real? Explain this. He's like, uh, type in the Illuminati backwards.com. And so I type in the Illuminati and, and it goes to the CIA like homepage. And I'm of like, of course it does. What? That's very I'm easy like, to do. I'm like, dude, I'm like, they, it's this just a redirect. So, this is just a redirect. Like, and why would the Illuminati do this? Like, yeah. let's put a, let's like just type it in backwards and it'll bring you to the homepage of this. Why? Like, it was beyond but it was just like he thought that was a slam dunk and it was oh like and it was like wow like and so i wonder how much more that happens to people um and myself even i, I have you sorry this is just a random aside no, but no, do you no. get seriously paranoid that your current worldview is like as wrong as it was back when you believed in mediums and stuff huh. like that no because i just don't care oh, okay. <laughs> I, i'm at that stage I'm like, oh. yeah I don't really don't care if I'm right or wrong. I just like having the yeah. conversations. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to go to a heaven or a hell because I don't believe either of them are real. I think when I'm dead, yeah. I'm dead. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I don't really care about anything else now. Yeah, that's good. That's a good point. I think for a long time I was I was like terrified because like you know i would have i would have killed for god i would have um, oh wow you know i would have done any i would killed i would have died for god like there's nothing i wouldn't have done like i would have done sure. anything that i felt god was calling me to do uh and like you know i was i was so convinced of my beliefs someone held a gun on my head i would have easily taken the bullet right wow. um okay and said you know denounce jesus i would have like yep no way like pull the trigger sure but and now I don't believe it. So it's like, damn, if I believe that, like, I mean, people believe in religion, their religion so much, they fly planes in the buildings, not to right. the room. But like people believe stuff and uh -huh. it's like, damn, like what if what I believe now is just so inaccurate? And then I eventually find out, you know, 
Buddha was real or something, you know? And I'm right, like, sure. Like, uh, yeah. Well, he was if, real, but he wasn't. Well, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. But he wasn't yeah, a yeah. deity. Uh, I mean, mm. if if somebody came to me with irrefutable proof of uh, some kind of god or spirit or something, um, I'd accept what they had to say. I still do my own research into it. Would I do what that thing said? It depends on what it's asking for or like what its background was. If it was a Christian God that are, are turned up, would I worship it? No, not a chance. You can demonstrate it's real. Well, I, well, no, I wouldn't follow it because of the atrocities uh, that it, it spoke for. Um, if uh, somebody d- demonstrated that ghosts were real and spirit guides and all this was a real thing, I'd go, oh, okay, happy to admit I was wrong. But there's nobody that, well, not as far as I'm aware, there's nobody that goes around killing people in the name of a Sam the Spirit Guide. <laughs> you know? Uh, Maybe yeah, there are true. people. Maybe there are people who go, well, a dead person just said, um, go, and, go and punch the mayor of this town in the face. Be like, no, oh, that's a stupid. You know, that does that sort of thing doesn't happen. I don't think with with the spiritualist world, there are peaceful people. They don't need to fly planes into buildings or gas millions of people. Um, yeah, you know, let's just go. Probably, oh, yeah. when you die, your spirit lives on. Great. You know? Yeah. There's uh, Nidima said uh, you just got to snip your dick. Yahweh. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> And Michael Granado asked, uh, because it's spooky season, what's the most convincing ghost story you have heard? Oh, that's a good one. Uh, none, because I don't believe any of them. Um, I mean, I I still get, and this is just like a leftover from the time that I did believe. There's every now and then I will have a moment where the hairs on the back of my neck will stand up when I mm. think about something. And so... Um, there's supposed to be a, a woman in black. There's always a woman in black um, who walks past one of the doorways in the theater. And I uh, I work there. I've got my own key. I'm quite often one of the last people in the building turning off all the lights. And every now and then I'll think about this lady who walks past the uh, the doorway and my hairs will just go. Um, do I still believe it? No. I know, I know that it can't be explained um, supernaturally and there's probably some weird natural explanation as to why someone believed they saw a shadow walk past the doorway. Mm. Light flickers. Um, I've got a bulb in one of my bathrooms that you turn the light off and about a minute later it just goes, you forgot about me! And then that's yeah. it. You know? Yeah, um, we... we... I always say, oh, poltergeist every time that happens. In one yeah, there you houses. go. There yeah. you go. And yeah. it's just a little bad connection in the wiring or something. Mm. So it's funny know. how you can fix supernatural things with new electrical equipment. Right, right. <laughs> There's, um, it's, uh, I, I have the same thing. When I read the Bible sometimes, or even the Quran or the, or the, or the Bhagavad Gita, like a holy text, I, mm-hmm. I get these, especially the Bible, because I grew up with that, but I get these like sure. warm feelings. These like, yeah. oh, this like, this presence, you know? Yeah. But I just don't think, I just don't attach a truth value to that. I also feel sure. things when I go to a rock concert, um, or right. I feel things when I, you know, or someone I sings the yeah. perfect note in a show, and you're like, oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. It is. Yeah. 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 Um, so I want to jump on to the QA, but I first before we jumped, I got a few questions for you. But before we yeah. do that, I did you did mention something in the pre-chat um yeah. about uh we're talking about babies and, and yeah. stuff. And I was wondering if you could kind of like touch base on that a little bit so we could have a bit of a discussion because you mentioned it was important to talk about. 
Yeah. So um, we, my, my wife and I, have been trying for babies um, because we want to bring more atheists into the world. So we feel like it's it's only right to procreate. Um, and uh, I, so I live in America now. Um, healthcare here is abominable. It's disgusting. Um, mm. There are laws where people don't have rights over their own bodies when it comes to medical treatment. So uh, we, we were trying for a baby and we had, we suffered a, an ectopic pregnancy, which is, um, I say we, I, I was just observing it. I, I, my wife, poor wife, had to like suffer through all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the cells were growing. They hadn't quite made it to the uterus and they were growing in her fallopian tube, which is dangerous because if that, that thing, that cell clump grows too big, the fallopian tube will expand, rupture, bleeding ensues and the mother dies and in this country if you get to a certain stage uh, in your pregnancy you're not allowed to have treatment for it because it's killing a baby and the woman doesn't have any say over what she gets to do with her body so we learned of our ectopic pregnancy five days uh, five weeks and four days into um our pregnancy um the law in Kentucky, which is the state that I live in, is uh, after six weeks, you're not allowed to get an abortion, regardless of whether you need to have it medically um, or if it's just a personal choice that you you accidentally got pregnant and you don't consent to having a fetus growing inside you. Um, if we were three days later, we would have had to have found a whole different state that would have allowed medical treatment for my wife's ectopic pregnancy which uh, is absolutely disgusting. Um, fortunately, we were, we were in just, just in time for her to have the rights to her own body. Um, and the doctor here actually wanted, she, she saw it, um, saw the ectopic pregnancy. And this was actually three days after we were told it was just a miscarriage, by the way. Um, and she saw the ectopic pregnancy and said, um, we're going to have to operate. My wife's never had an operation before. So she said, um, going to have to go in there. There's a chance that we'll um, be able to remove the, the, the cells and it not, rupt, uh, not damage your fallopian tube. But the chances are you will lose the fallopian tube, which then reduces the chances in the future of you being able to, to conceive because, I mean, it's a, a 25% reduction in chance of getting pregnant again. Um, which I mean, it doesn't really sound like a lot, but that is that is a lot. No, um, it definitely is. Yeah, and so uh, a friend of ours actually worked for this doctor who suggested going in for surgery. Um, she's uh, an uh, is it OB OB GYN Yeah, yeah, something like that. I don't know what that, know what that means. I just know uh, no, I don't either because I'm British <laughs> and we don't have that language in the UK. <laughs> um, but she said, um, um, our friend said, ask these questions. My, my wife at the time's like she's upset she can barely talk because she's worried about Horrible. having to go for an operation she's just found out we've been sitting there for an hour and the, and the doctor said you, you need to go now this has to happen now uh, and luckily our friend said ask these two questions how big is the the clump um and is there any cardiac activity important things um and so I just asked the doctor in passing. She'd gone out into her office and we were walking out to go and discuss what we were going to do. Um, and I said, so how big was it? And she's like, oh, it's, it's um, less than 20 millimeters. And was there any cardiac activity? No. Flat, no. 
So we go and sit in the car and discuss what's going on. I text our friend and say, you know, what this is the, the information from, from the doctor. And she said, you don't need to have an operation. You're early enough that you can treat it with, uh, is it methotrexate or some, something like that? M- MXT. It's a, it's a drug that they use for treating cancer, apparently. It stops cells growing. Um, and so you get two injections into your butt cheeks um, and feel like crap for days. So um, we went back in. We jumped over somebody else's appointment that they had and said, we need to talk to you now. Um, and we said, we actually want to try this route because it's there's a um, better chance that we don't lose the fallopian tube. There's a better chance that um, we can conceive again in the future. It doesn't like there's still a chance of ectopic pregnancy, but it's a lower chance if we go with this route rather than this route. Um, and the doctor said, uh, well, I didn't offer that to you initially because we weren't quite sure if the, it was too big or if um, the, the, there was a heartbeat. We couldn't really tell. Only like 10 minutes previous, she'd flat out said there was no heartbeat. Uh, it, we later discovered that she'd said all this because she wanted she wanted to perform the operation because in this country you get more money for performing an operation rather than treating with drugs that is so fucked up yes yes it is oh my god that is that is just that is like actually disgusting yes it absolutely is not not a full informed consent so it's yeah it was yeah it was absolutely horrific but just first of all, like I said this before, but I'm I'm so sorry that you you, you guys had to go through that, especially yeah. your lovely wife, who I'm sure it's been horrible for. But mm-hmm. um, th- just to think that you know you guys are going through this like tremendously painful emotional experience, and then you have to like argue with doctors, you have to tr- possibly travel to another state. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it becomes illegal, you know, in the United States, you have to travel countries. It only affects it affects the poor more than anyone people who can't mm-hmm. travel mm-hmm. um like and, it's and just... it, she could have died if we didn't get it treated she would have died there's nothing about that that is pro-life mm-hmm. nothing no like no. it's it's just it's just it's just disgusting and, mm-hmm. and like I, i'm sure you you know you're from the uk um they have a a different medical system yeah. I'm from Australia. Like, it never cost me anything to do anything, really. Oh, actually, no. no I do go to a doctor that does. It, it costs me, like, um, the equivalent of, like, 50 US dollars out of pocket, and then I get money back like, sure. straight away. Um, from. But, you know, I get, like, 40 bucks back or something, or 40 US dollars back. So right. there are there, But that's because I go to a special... There's other doctors I could have go to, but I'll just go to the one closest to me. Sure. Um, but, like, it's just... You know, it's just bizarre to me that that you know that that the United States like handles things this way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, and you know, you'd, you'd experience it more than anything living there. I, I had a friend who recently moved to Alabama, and they said it costs money to get an ambulance. Yeah, and yeah, like, it does. What? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah if you can get crazy. get to a hospital yourself, you, you're much better off doing that. It costs ten thousand dollars to have a baby in this country, uh, in this state. Sorry, I think that varies state to state. But if, if when we get pregnant, or if we get pregnant and we have a child, it's going to cost us about ten thousand dollars to have that child in medical uh, fees, just to have a baby. Yeah. 
That's it's just so rough. I think yeah, it, it's very rough. Like we were complaining because my wife and I have just gone through IVF as mm -hmm. um, as I mentioned, before. which is expensive in itself, right? That is, yeah. It, yeah. We had to be on. We had to get private health insurance, which gives you extra benefits, so right. like cosmetic surgeries or whatever, um, mm -hmm. or um, dental things like that, uh, and also um, has uh, IVF stuff. But you have to be on it for like a year on on it, and that was like forty three bucks a week. So that's like equivalent of twenty five dollars US, and right. then. No, no, a week, a month, or no, it might have been a week, but it was a lot. And then it yeah. was nine grand when we got to nine thousand. Oh, wow, six and a half thousand, and we were complaining about that. Um, and that, wow. that's with IVF. But if you uh, don't need IVF and you just have you're about to have a baby, um, mm -hmm. uh, you, it, I mean, I think it costs you. I don't kind of imagine it costs anything, but you just you go you go to the birth classes at the hospital, sure. they tell you everything to do. You get your own room with your own spa bath, your own shower with your own bed, like big right. room. You can turn the lights down, you can put your music on, you can bring fairy lights, I've heard, and just like, oh, make nice. the place like make the place like really cool. You can tell the midwives like, hey, we don't want to see you, like come back in, in an hour. They go, Yep, yeah, okay. Like everyone's just there to assist mm -hmm. you in your time to give birth. So yeah. Uh, and it's free, all free. Yeah. Uh, it, so it's just, yeah, it's just crazy to me that even third world countries would have to go through the system that you guys have just had to go right. through. Right. So. And there are so many people in this country. There are so, is it 300 million or something? Is that right? Yeah. That, that sounds like about that. right. If each person, if each of those people paid, and I, I'm trying to work out what it was in the UK, I think it was like 75 pounds a quarter was what you mm. paid for healthcare. Um, mm. in national insurance. I don't know how you do it over there. Um, yeah. But so £75 is, what, $100-ish. Actually, then it was. Now it's more like $75 because it's almost one for one. But $75 four times a year. Uh, mm. Yeah, four times a year. Um, what's that? $300 a year. If everybody paid in this country $300 a year into a healthcare system, that's a shit ton of money that they can mm. be using to pay for everyone to have free healthcare. That's not yeah, a lot you, of money. Then you don't have doctors who get paid extra money for doing surgeries. and Yes, exactly. Yeah. You just have people yeah. who turn up, do their job, go home, get paid. Yeah. And I don't understand why they haven't implemented that kind of system. Is it, is it fairly similar in, in um, Australia? Uh, I don't know where, I think it just comes, I don't know where, I, I have no idea where the money comes from. <laughs> oh, okay. We pay, ta we pay taxes. Yeah, and, sure. Uh, and, you know, it comes out. But, like, yeah, it's, um, you know, you don't pay, you don't pay any tax at all if you're under a certain, you do, if you're under a certain amount of money, and then yeah, it goes yeah. up. So, but, I mean, but you're helping you know, the people Australia, who Australia it. Yeah, exactly. Australia has problems. Like, it's not, not amazing in sure. everything. But, um. But yeah, it just seems strange to me that you know most of the world is is uh, well. I don't think it's strange. It's either the Illuminati. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding>. it's, <laughs> uh, search the Illuminati <laughs> backwards. It'll take you to the CIA. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's it's probably got to do with more just that how it was originally set up and the people who got the funds to back political pundits. Uh, right. They they put the fund. They put they got so much money, the big pharma money. So they just um they probably just keep the motion running. The same with the NRA, I imagine. Right. The NRA. It has so much money behind it; they can influence politicians and keep little kids being murdered in schools. So, uh, it's just, uh, um, yeah. Anyway, this has gotten real dark, but, <laughs> so, just, but it's important no, to talk about. So, it, it is important to talk about, and 
um, you know, it, I hope one day um, you, you, the United States comes to their senses and it gets it gets better. I think they will. I think they yeah. will at some point. And we're moving further and further away from. Ah, we're not. It's taking a long time, but they are moving away from um, religious belief here more and more. And it's only a matter of time before uh, non-religious people are in power, and then that will mm. open things up a lot, and it'll be fast at that point. But it's it's important to vote in those that that aren't affiliated with any. Um, yeah, day. I think genetically modified skeptic uh, did a video where I think it was twenty sixty is when Christianity would be a minority. On, oh. on the current trends, um, oh wow, which is which is big because Christianity is, is is hot, really high at the moment. Um, mm -hmm. I think, but um, you have to go watch the video. But yeah. I have some questions for you, and the first okay. question is a serious, serious question. Favorite musicals? Oh, now listen, I'm a musical performer, um, <laughs> so I've been in a ton of musicals. Um, picking a favorite, I love Jekyll and Hyde the musical. I performed as Jekyll and Hyde in the musical. Oh, okay. Um, that's probably one of my favourites. Do you know Priscilla, Queen of the Desert? No. No? It's actually set in Australia, David, so oh, you okay. do your research. Well, um, it's about... you, see, you see, I don't. I never like musicals at all. My wife's oh, only recently got on. me into them, She and I'm okay. starting to like them. You know, I've seen, I've seen Wicked a few times. I've seen oh, okay. The Book of Mormon. I've seen... Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's probably that's good. up there with one of my favorites. I've seen Moulin it twice. Rouge is my favorite. Moulin Rouge, Rouge, good. I've yeah. seen Avenue Q twice. That's a funny oh, one. Yeah. It's like Sesame Street, but for adults. It's hilarious. Yeah, okay. Um, okay. But so Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, is about three Australian drag queens who just do a tour of Australia to go and visit the lead drag queen's son, who was like, a surprise, I actually experimented in college and I've got a kid, so we're going to go and see the kid. I played that drag queen. The Oh, wow, that's awesome. I was, I was the lead drag queen in that show. Love that show. Um, Sunset Boulevard, I've played Joe Gillis in that. I love that show. Um, Danny in Greece, hello. Oklahoma, Curly, I've done that too. Seymour and Little really? Shop That's Yeah, I've done loads. <laughs> You see, I'm I'm kind of like nodding and smiling. I only just know some of these names. My wife's gonna okay. hit me because she'll be like, "Oh my god!" Oh, like she'll be blown away. Yeah, she I'm loves, actually she loves um, a lot. I'm directing uh, Little Shop of Horrors early next year um, in in my wow. hometown because and I've been in the show twice as Seymour both times. Um, so yeah, it's, I'm directing the show, uh, which I can't wow. wait for. So How yeah. exciting! <laughs> oh wow, that's there you cool. Go. That that was a long um, answer for, for such a short question. So if you okay, well, let me give you let me give you some musicals, uh, okay. and you just tell me what they are out of a hundred, right? Okay, like hundred hundred is best. Okay, um, Wicked. Uh now, if you'd said Adina Menzel as um, Elphaba, ninety five, and I saw Adina in the show in the West End in London. I've since seen the show four more times and each time it got worse. So now, like the last time I saw it, maybe like 70. Okay. Do you know who Gemma Ricks is? No. Oh, okay. She's like my wife's favorite. Idol. She's the right. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Lu Lucy Durack. Do you know who that is? I don't is? know Lucy Durack. No. Okay. It must be Australian. Yeah, um, both uh, huge. Uh, Legally Blonde. Oh, sure. Legally Blonde. Yeah. Um, Where would you put that? I like Legally Blonde. Um, let's say 80. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, Book of Mormon? Uh, 100. 
Okay. I love okay. Book of Mormon. And I know so, every single word to every single song in Book of yeah. Mormon. I love so it. Jesus hates you. <laughs> this we know. Yeah, it's so good. Um, uh, Moulin Rouge? Uh, yes, uh, if you're talking about the movie. Nah, movie sucked. I hated the movie. Okay. Talking about the, um, the stage performance. Uh, I'll, I'll give it like a 60. It's not my favorite, but it's okay. Oh, yeah, okay. I'm sorry. All right. Sorry. Cats. <laughs> I saw... Um, uh, Nicole Scherzinger as um, that well, I can't remember the lead cat's name, but I've seen it on the West End. Ah, uh, it's okay. It's annoying in places. Sixty. Let's give it a sixty. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to think of any that else that I've seen. Uh, oh, Lion King. Oh, that's great. Seventy-five. Okay. I had the biggest panic attack in Lion King. I was like sitting there and yeah. like, and I was just like, "Oh, you're having a good time." And then as soon as the music started, for some reason, I was like panicking and on, on the outside i'm just like this but on the inside i'm like oh my god oh my god, oh my god. Like, panicking. <laughs> and then like you know like because i think i knew the story so well that i was like panicking for the stage the audience sure. and i was like oh no what if simba falls off the thing like oh uh, like, yeah I yeah yeah out. and i was like oh no there's elephants walking around uh, like yeah, did you sit in the, in the stalls for that one because you get all the experience of the animals passing through the auditorium oh. I, I could see them, but I wasn't next to them. Yeah. Was, oh, sure. Was, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was um, it, that was good. Besides me having to leave, and um, and then the lady tell oh, like I left, came back, but yeah, and ladies like you can go to the ladies' room if you want the pregnancy room, and I was like, no, no, it's fine. Oh, uh, oh, but anyway, no. yeah, it was bad. I had right. bad anxiety, like I said. Um. Okay. So, um, I hope that satisfies my wife's questions. Um, but uh, <laughs> someone asked normalizing atheism, and thanks for um, checking out the stream. It's great to see, great oh, to that's, see uh, you. All right, there, Mike. Question for John: He's where in Wales he from? An answer in rap. That sounds like a Pastor Mike thing to say. Uh, do you know? You know Mike? Pastor Mike? Yeah. Do you, you uh, know him, right? Hang on, let me just look because I th there's a few pastors online. As in P-A-S-T-A, -A, pasta. Oh. Pasta, Mike. <laughs> anyway, where in Wales am I from? I'm from the capital of Wales, England. Um, because, you know, England owns Wales. Um, and uh, I can't rap. I had a, a rapping injury uh, in my mid-twenties. And uh, my doctor said, if you rap again, you'll explode. So I can't. <laughs> yeah. I, had the same, I had the same thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, and... Uh, I just seen uh, Nuria. I just went onto Twitter to see um, Pastor Mike. See if I was following. You. I couldn't find the account, but um, I'm sure I recognize the name. But I'm, I'm he's sure uh, he owns um, Normalizing Atheism on Facebook. Yeah, he's I know like Normalizing Atheism. Seventy thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. he's great. great. That's he's why funny. I said great to see. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, Nuria Khan. I don't know if you're here, Nuria, but um, but she just shared the stream, which is she is a legend. Um, and she is the Nuri Khan is holy humanist who the episode where she left Islam and so she oh, can't go cool. to nine, yeah she can't go to nine countries in the world she'll be she'll be put to death for being an apostate yeah so no. it's um yeah real real time real time That's crazy, crazy stuff but um but anyway the so this is a question I ask everyone and sure. in your case it'll be um, regarding the paranormal okay what if anything would change your mind. Um, if a ghost or spirit appeared to me, allowed uh, itself to be filmed, I could take video of it and then pass that video to um, people to verify. 
but also the spirit would have to come with me and go, yes, that's me to the people verifying. Okay. That's good. That's yeah. a very succinct answer. Have you well, thought, I think you that's the only that? way, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and this is uh second last question. Okay. What is the most plausibly true religion that you don't believe in? Buddhism. Uh, a lot of people say Buddhism. I think I'd say Buddhism as well. Yeah, because I mean, there's no like real yeah. anger in that religion. So let's just, you know. Yeah. They have a fun hell too. So there's a yeah. sect of Buddhism that believes in hell and you go there, you burn off your karma. It's, it, I'm like, okay, sure. well, at least there's an end goal. It's not just like. Yeah, right. You know, you burn off your karma and then you come back. Um, right. And uh, the last question, and then we'll wrap this up, is uh, if you could choose an afterlife and it would immediately become true. Yeah. Which afterlife would you choose? I mean, it would be the afterlife jungle where Lisa the rainbow giraffe leaf be upon her to oversees everything and teaches you how to uh, surf on a surf machine. Wait, so what is that? Is that a real thing or do you just make that up? I mean, it's, it's real for me. <laughs> so I've got, my so own, I've got my own deity who appears on my channel every now and then. Actually, every video. Um, I, I give some new lore. Uh, to Lisa the Rainbow Giraffe, who is like, you can take any religious belief and change God to Lisa the Rainbow Giraffe, leaf be upon her, and it still works. That's, that's, that's just pointing out how ludicrous all this stuff is by so just good. changing the name. So um, in a video a long time ago, I said that like the only afterlife that matters is the one that Lisa the Rainbow Giraffe oversees, and it's the afterlife jungle. and Because she's a giraffe, so it's going to be a jungle. So yeah, there you go. That's so good. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I love that. Uh, and so, so the leaf be upon her as well. I, um, I was doing something on a, a Muslim apologist. Every time he said the word Muhammad, he said, peace be upon him. And I was like, there's yeah, something yeah, they, here. They always... So I was like, that's it. I'm saying leaf be upon her every time I say Lisa the Rainbow Giraffe from now on, leaf be upon her. So <laughs> That's so good. That's so good. Um, so everyone, so Normalizing Atheism um, said, listen to you guys or drink my morning coffee, kept me entertained. Love, uh, John, great podcast, David. Thank you so much. Um, and thank you for everyone who's subscribing. Just just a reminder that when we do get to 1,000 subscribers, we're doing a charity stream. And tomorrow night, well, at the same time tomorrow, uh, wherever you are in the world, I'll be interviewing um, uh, Anatisia. Uh, oh, my gosh, I've forgotten her name. Like, I don't know. Anatisia, who is a Ukrainian uh, volunteer who's living there. Um, and we're going to be talking to her. She's literally, like, hiding right now. And I'll be talking Whoa. to her. Um, but she said, no. We're in Ukraine. We drink alcohol. So she's actually got alcohol. So I'm like, wow. All right. <laughs> that's what do. Oh. Um, but yeah, so so tomorrow that's going to be um, a live stream um, that'll be really good. And we're going to be talking about it and raising money for her and her volunteer work. Um, but besides that, make sure you go over to The Skeptic. Links in the description. And make sure you subscribe over there because John is putting out some just amazing content. You have to go check it out. <laughs> I'm really excited um, for this week's one as well. I've got... Oh. Uh, yeah. Any any sneak peeks? Uh, so someone, someone very well known in the religious community is is talking about rocks and how we evolved from them. It's uh, I'm ah. having fun with this one. I need to ask you before we yeah. go. I've got one last question. You said on your um, <laughs> you need to give me the law behind this. Um, so on your channel, yeah. you said um, Kent Hoven couldn't read this. <laughs> yeah. What's what's that about? <laughs> So um, I have finally been whacked 
on Whack an Atheist. Um, you got whacked happened... off by Kent Hovind? I got whacked off by Kent Hovind, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm and so jealous. Part of the video was him reading my description, and he just butchers it. He can't do it at all. It's hilarious. But I was like, well, Kent Hovind was here, so... <laughs> that's so good that's that, that, so that's good. all that is yeah there's nothing i love more than um than you know laughing at ken hoven uh, yeah so yeah. i know well I, so i was um doing a video on when he whacked forest valkai so i did a oh, reaction okay. video to that and then kent did a reaction video to me doing a reaction video to him doing a reaction video to forest valkai it was hilarious how long will oh. this go on Oh, it's amazing. I loved the um the thing he did with um uh Aaron Ra where he couldn't even understand like the form. Like he was just it's amazing. Like he, right. he uh it's amazing. Yeah. Um but thank you so much, John. The skeptic, make sure you me. check out check out the skeptics channel it's amazing and thank you so much for coming on it's been awesome i noticed you didn't ch um touch your peroni so I did. You're gonna have to... whilst you were doing that but i like i've got the lid on oh, still, but... oh, yeah. oh, <laughs> it's too early i've drinking i've drunk two so that's well done uh, that's you drank fine. mine well, for me yeah so i did, did yours for you but thank you so much for coming on nice um, and it's, make sure you go check out your channel obviously and thanks everyone for watching and i'll see everyone later